Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I'm your host, Sari, and this week I'm joined by my good friend, Mindy, local influencer and blogger. Her Instagram, Kansas City Bucket List, has over 60,000 followers. Deeming herself an anti-homebody, it is easy to see how Mindy continues to try places in Kansas City she's never been. Here's Mindy to talk all about how her Instagram started and how it has grown so much. Casey's Confidential. I would love to hear from you just where you got the idea to start Kansas City Bucket List and what motivated you to start that. Okay. So the short answer is that I started it as part of a creative outlet. I work full time. I've worked in the corporate world. I have a background of working in sales and I reached a point where I was looking for something. It just kind of hit me. Like I was on maternity leave with our second daughter, Elon, who's now five, almost six. And I was on maternity leave with her And I have a couple, uh, two good girlfriends who have Instagram accounts that they've done something with completely unrelated to like bucket list or city lifestyle. Like one is a product, one is a DIY flower thing. And I just like had this overall feeling of like, I'm burnt out. We had moved from Kansas city to uh, moved to Kansas city from Chicago and we were always out and about. So like living in Chicago for 13 years and Dan, my husband is from um, Chicago suburbs of Chicago, but we were always out and about, like truly exploring the urban lifestyle of Chicago, music, restaurants, you name it. Right. And so when we moved here and we had, when we moved here at the time we had Liv, who was one and a half. Now she is eight, almost nine. And, um, we came here and we were like out and about trying all the restaurants. We were like, where can we go? And we quickly realized there was a lot here. And the backup to the story is that I went to KU. Um, I graduated in 2001. I lived here for a year and a half. When I lived here, there was no crossroads. There was no power and light. There was no any of that stuff. It was literally Overland Park Plaza, Brookside. And so when we moved here, flash forward again, we're talking like Jay Rieger was getting ready to open up an electric park. Power and light was booming. West Side, River Market, Crossroads, all this stuff. And so because we are big I like to call us the anti-homebodies. We love to go out and explore. We love food. We love to eat. We love concerts, live music. We love festivals, all that stuff, right? And so I would proactively look for that stuff and find it. And I would just casually be talking with friends and they're like, how are you finding out about this stuff? And I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, well, like, how are you not, right? Like, there's so many fun things to do. Don't you want to get out and do stuff? And um, keep in mind, we moved to South Overland Park. Okay. So like people don't leave, don't go past 119th or maybe even 135th. Right. So we're like in this different section of the city where it's like, if things are are farther than two or three miles away, people aren't going. Coming from Chicago, this is like a no brainer to go to the crossroads because it's like a hop, skip and a jump in comparison to being in Chicago where it might take you 45 minutes or an hour to get a very short distance. So, you know, I just kind of like had this creative calling. And I was burnt out being in the corporate world. I love taking pictures. So I have my personal Instagram account, which I still have for family, friends, travel, things like that. And I kind of strangely like rediscovered this love for storytelling. 
And I was not a journalism major. I didn't do anything with that, but I had forgotten when I was a kid, I would get on my dad's computer and I would type up these like really random short stories. And I have the folder of them to the same. And these stories like don't make any sense. We're talking like back in the eighties when I was a kid, but I kind of like rediscovered this storytelling and like, that's what I do even now, five and a half years later, where I am telling the story about the meaning behind the name of a place or the owner who's, who opened it, or, you know, what, what you can experience inside and out, that kind of thing. And it just kind of took off from there. You know, I think candidly, like in the beginning, I, that's like the influencer world. I thought, well, that could be fun, right? Like let's, let's get in here and let's go explore. And maybe you can get kind of like a fun trade dinner, lunch, whatever. Um, But then it turned into so much more than that, where I really got to know to say like so many different corridors of Kansas city and everything the city has to offer. And I'm very much an experiential person. That's my love language. Like I want to do all the things I want to be out and about having fun. That's very fulfilling for me. And it just has like compounded since I've done this for like five and a half years. And so I decided to document it. The backstory is that when we were living in Chicago, Dan and I were out one night at a bar and I have no idea why, but I had this random thought that I was like, I want my motto in life to be every day is on your bucket list. No idea. Just kind of like popped in your mind. Right. And so when I flash forward again, had thought about like, what am I going to name an Instagram account that could be dedicated to Kansas city life? I thought bucket list every day city. Um, let's do that. So that's kind of how Kansas city bucket list was born. And one of the reasons I think you and I have clicked so well and become friends through social media and taking that friendship from online to real life is I'm similar to you. And I I like that you called it the anti-homebody because Mm -hmm. I've never had a phrase for it, but that's exactly how I describe myself. I am always thinking, why would I be home on the couch when I can go explore and go do something? And I distinctly remember when I first started my Instagram and was kind of trying to figure out if I thought the influencer thing could be something I I could do or if this was just going to be a fun little thing and, you know, 100 people would follow me and and it is what it is. I started looking for other Kansas City Instagrams and I came across yours and I remember I'd reached out to you and was like, love to just grab a drink, maybe hear how you got started. And we went to Zoo Bar. Yeah, on town it was the first time I'd ever been to Zoo Bar, which I have been to a handful of times since, and it's so fun there. Yeah, but I remember even just talking to you and hearing you explain your motivation and just your genuine love for exploring and why you're doing this. And I think the place we're at too, I was like, holy shit, this girl just just knows everything. Like you really <laughs> are the Kansas City bucket list and your knowledge of the city and how much you have experienced since moving here really just blew my mind. And I remember walking away being like, I hope she felt that we vibed as much as I did, because I feel like this is someone that I could grow a friendship with to like explore the city together, which is exactly what happened and has been so fun. But I think back to that a lot. (laughs) I know I will never forget getting together there and talking about like, Oh, have you been to Zubar yet? And I don't think at the time I had been there and I was like, we need to check this off our list, right? Like literal bucket list mentality. That's what I do. And it was great. And Zubar is one of those places, like it's been around for decades, but I still feel like it's like a hidden gem because people don't like, 
a lot of people still don't know what it is. And it's just like one of the, the best little, you know, cash only. What's the little um, shot that you get? You get the like tiny beer shot with like the cream soda or whatever. Like they're known for that. Like it's just one of those novelties that they have, you know, to place around here. It's just fun. It's always fun to have friends who enjoy exploring as well. We've been to a handful of places for the first time together. And I think that's one of the things with the positive side of Instagram that I have loved beyond words are the friendships that I've created Mm -hmm. and like having this shared joy of like getting out there and being like, oh my God, did you hear about this place? Or, you know, this place just opened, let's all go and make reservation. And it's been such a fun experience to get to do with like-minded people and all having the same goal of just like wanting to share these things in Kansas city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's like finding, you get to meet a lot of people in this world who have that common interest. You know, I mean, life's hard enough to find people that you have a common interest with and then get to talk about it, like really sort of like authentically and excitedly about. And like, just when you think it is hard to make plans with people, I'll bump into you and Dan at a new restaurant opening and it's perfect because we can even catch up for like two minutes, which is better than nothing. You know, it's like that crossover is super fun and that the common interest just makes it fun. Like we get to text on the side and I can talk to you about things that frankly, Dan, my husband would be like, what? I don't, you know, whatever. Like he's very involved in this world, but he might not be interested in like what's happening in the content creator world. And so it's really fun for me to have like these different groups of people from family to college friends to like this world that you can talk about what's happening because it's just as like exciting to you. Were you surprised at how quickly your following count was growing while you were building all of your social media presence and just knowing that, you know, you have a very large Instagram following. So was that surprising to you to see those numbers just continue to grow the way they did? I think, yeah, for sure. Like you get into it and you don't really know what to expect. And I'm an influencer in a micro world, right? Like I'm an influencer in Kansas city and then I'll do some like travel content, most of it, you know, being regional or whatever, but I am not a, I am clearly not a national influencer. So I'm not talking about brands that could be global or international. So like, you really don't know how quickly are people going to come on board to follow you and find interest in what you're doing. And I will never forget one of my good friends and I, we were talking about me putting this together and I was like just under a thousand followers. And I think she had texted me and she's like, we've got to get you over the hump. And so she like had her husband following me and then she texted her neighbor to follow me. And it was like three people away, you know? And that's kind of funny to think about it now, like how far this account has come. But what's also really exciting is like, I've intentionally made it local Kansas city people that I want finding me. I truly like, if you're going to follow me from New York, great, but it's probably going to be somebody who like is a transplant to New York from Kansas city. Um, I want people here who are really wanting to like live and breathe the Kansas city lifestyle. And I can tell you like over 95% of the people that follow me are within the Kansas city Metro as it should be. But that also has helped me grow organically word of mouth and also the engagement like that. I want the engagement, meaning people who are saving what I'm doing, sharing it with other people, tagging their friends to say, let's do a girl's night out. Like all of that just started to build over time. Um, but yeah, I had no idea. I mean, absolutely no frame of reference whatsoever, what it was going to be. And 
it's addictive from the standpoint of, I don't know how many people are in Kansas city on Instagram, but I'm like, how can I get everybody here? Because I truly love what I'm doing and I'm going out and doing all these things that I want as many people as I can to find out about that restaurant in that neighborhood and that new coffee shop or whatever, because I find a ton of value in it. I like live so excitedly through it and I want other people to also. Um, so it's always fun, you know, but yeah, it was, it was no idea. You don't know what's going to happen. So to live kind of organically through that, it's a good story to tell, you know, and talk to other people who are getting into the, the space too. To your point too, one of the things that I really enjoy about Instagram is as cheesy as it sounds really is the community. And, you know, one thing that I had been posting about was this or have been posting about is the espresso martini tour that I've been doing around Kansas city. And I have been getting all these local people in Kansas city who have followed me will like tag me in a reel from a restaurant or a post or anything like that. And be like, Hey, have you tried this one? What are your thoughts? Mm -hmm. And it's just fun to talk to people who have as, as much enthusiasm yeah. as you do for this stuff. And yeah. so, yeah, it's fun. And as you it said, kind having... of you. yeah, it gives you even yeah. more motivation to do it. And I do have to say one thing I find kind of funny is I think, well, first of all, so Kansas city bucket list, I've done it for five and a half years. And I like to call it my passion project. This is my hobby. This is what I do on the side. I have a full-time job. Um, currently working at city lifestyle, doing social media and content there. I say that because a lot of people think I do Kansas City bucket list full time, like majority think that I do it full time. Why? Because I'm constantly posting. So I completely understand from like an outside point of view, it probably looks like I am doing all of this for work. And no, I mean, as you know, like this is predominantly trade, right? Like you are working with a restaurant or you are working with a, you know, whatever establishment to come and experience it and then do your feature, your style. So photos and caption and sharing and all that stuff. But it is, I always laugh because I'm like, gosh, I, it's really fun to be like a go-to resource for all things Kansas city. So like, if you don't follow me or if you're not super familiar with Kansas city bucket list, you could open up the count and you'll look through the feed and you'll see that it's everything, right? It could be everything from food to arts to fashion, like Kansas City Fashion Week coming up to a nonprofit, right? It could be anything under the sun. So it really kind of covers a lot of different um, categories. And right now it's really focused on being um, like all experiential, but like, man, I, when somebody tags me in something like this just happened recently where somebody was like, oh my gosh, just went to Acre, had the best meal I think I've ever had in my life. And I'm like, I'm so embarrassed to say I haven't been to Acre yet, right? Like you'll get these media invites, you'll get a sneak peek and like, you just can't make it all work. And then you have to figure out the time to get back there. And like, there are times where I'm like, I should by now be able to like, say I've been everywhere in Kansas city. Well, that's virtually impossible. Right. And so it's always fun for me, for people to tag that stuff and be like, thank you for the reminder. I've got to prioritize that. I've got to get back. Tell me what you got. Tell me what I should try. Um, because there's just constantly a place to go that you've never been to. And coming from Chicago, that was always the joke where we were like, you could spend your lifetime going to, you know, every restaurant under the sun in Chicago, and you would never in your lifetime be able to check it off. I start to feel that way here, you know, which is a fraction of the size of Chicago, but we have so many different places to go. And like the food scene alone, as we know, is like incredible and constantly evolving. Um, and so it makes it really fun to get excited for like the next flavor. And like, I'm currently, um, working on an article that's like eating your way around the globe because you can, you can go try Korean and 
you know, all these different places that like cover the globe and like never leave the city, which is super fun. And, and I underestimate how much people don't research that stuff on their own. You know, I think like, I'm sure everybody's just going to Google and being like, okay, where do we go eat sushi? Because I do that, but not everybody does that. And so I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I can make it really easy for people to find the next place to go to, because I'll just post about it, keep it front and center if they save it. And then they go there like in the next couple of weeks. So I always have to remind myself that the way that I think about finding a new place to go, whether that's a restaurant or an experience, whatever it is, I always find myself being reminded that not everyone thinks like that. And I often get in conversations with coworkers about, oh, where are you going this week? Are you trying somewhere new? And yeah, it's almost like a joke on my team. It's like, well, of course, like it's a weekend. Of course, I'm going somewhere new. Of course, I'm going to try a restaurant I haven't been to before. And a couple of my coworkers like to poke fun of where are you finding these places? What are you doing in your free time that you're finding these places? And I'm like, I'm literally researching. Like that is what I do. I'm either on Instagram scrolling on Google maps, trying to decide what I want to, you know, what area I want to be in. So, so yeah, it is kind of funny having conversations with people that maybe don't get out and explore as much, but want to, or trying to be better at it. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, not everyone spends their nights after work Googling newest restaurants in Kansas city, March, 2020. Yeah. And it's time consuming. Like the number of emails that I subscribe to, and I'm going to be totally honest with you. I I don't have a ton of time to like keep up with my feed. So I wish I did. Um, but I actually find more just through the intentional research. Um, I'm on emails that talk about restaurants opening, closing, obviously you and I both work with PR contacts here that bring to light, Hey, this is opening. We'd love for you to come in and try it. Those are awesome. Like this is a world of networking. And I mean, I, I always joke that like our daughters are currently five and eight. And I'm like, if I could teach them one thing in life is to be really good at networking because this life is really all about, you know, uh, who, you know, in a way that will mutually benefit you and that other person, right? So whether it's your career, whether it is mentoring or whether it's school or whether it's whatever, like the more people you know, and the more people you can develop a really good, like healthy professional and social relationship with, the more you're going to learn and grow and move into a place that you maybe didn't even think about. And I think that's a big thing that people don't probably know behind the scenes of this influencer world is that a lot of it is relationships and it's, it is a, even though you're not getting paid for all of these different things, it is a professional relationship that you are mutually agreeing to like come and experience the new spot and, you know, feature it in a way that's very authentic, of course, but like also really complimentary and gets people excited about it. And it takes a lot of work. Um, I think that's why, again, going back to people thinking that I do this full time and I'm sure you get this too, but like, you know, we're really intentional about the amount of time we take photos, videos, editing, adding the music, you know, creating a caption, proofing it, hashtagging, tagging, proofing again. I mean, there's so much that goes into it and you have to really be passionate about it and like really excited about it. But it's also like incredibly fun. And like one thing with this experience being a quote unquote influencer, I think (laughs) this is my take on it. I think like given 
the world of like the bachelor franchise and everyone becomes an influencer, right? Or um, you've got a lot of people in, let's just say the fashion world that are influencers and they're getting free things and they're getting paid a lot of money, especially like the bigger ones. But like at the end of the day, especially at the local level, you know, I am most definitely an influencer. I am influencing people. I am intentionally influencing people to go try the new ramen bar or to go try the new pastry shop because obviously it supports local. It's delicious. It's fun. It's new. But like, you know, I think that the word influencer has kind of gotten a bad rap. And at the end of the day, by definition, that is what I feel like I am doing and want to continue to do is to influence people to go experience something new because it's fulfilling and it's different. And, you know, it gives you something to get excited about. I definitely agree. I've even shied away sometimes when people have asked me questions about being an influencer. And I always kind of take a step back because I think I would fall under the category of micro influencer based off follower count and yada, yada, whatever. And it's funny you mentioned the Bachelor franchise because that's exactly where my mind goes when I think of national influencers and people mm-hmm. doing like FabFit fun boxes and all of these subscriptions and whatnot. But I also think when I was first starting, really starting my Instagram and kind of was picking up a little steam and I was like, okay, maybe this is more than just my mom's friends following me and asking me for like <laughs> restaurant recommendations. Right. And I started to kind of look a little more into the influencer world. I think I was getting into it at a time where even local influencers, a few were having a bad rep for how they were treating business owners or PR agencies, anything like that. And to your point earlier, like the power of networking and having good professional and personal relationships with people, not just as an influencer, but in life, like so much can lead to anything. This podcast happened and is happening because of a network situation that someone listened to a podcast I was on and recommended I start my own. That never would have happened if I hadn't networked and followed steps. And yeah, I almost want to like, like take back the word influencer and rebrand it to say like in a positive way, like we're influencing, not like buy my this or that and, you know, whatever, but it's like influencing of how freaking cool is our city and look at all the amazing things that are happening and going on. And that is how a lot of people find their information is through social media. Cause as we said, people aren't just like Googling random things about Kansas city in their free time. And if they are, they're probably an influencer. Well, and then you you also hear that the new search engine is TikTok or Instagram, right? Like people are looking to social media more and more and more for things to do or places to eat more than they're going to google.com. So this is a really important piece of, you know, this lifestyle world that everybody's in right now because we can play a really crucial part in helping to bring that awareness of Um, You know, like there's a new hotel that's going to be opening up on the plaza. People don't keep up with hotels here because why? They live here. Um, But everybody has someone that comes into town. And we have some fantastic restaurants and rooftop bars at hotels here that people really enjoy. Um, And so, like, there's just a really fun way to be bringing to light that kind of stuff um, in this situation 
all for the awareness standpoint, all to be discovered through social media. And, and even if we do pay, cause you and I both do paid sponsorships. I mean, look, we're both, we're both working driven individuals. Like we want to also get paid for what we do. We put a ton of work into what we do. Majority of this being um, free. And I never wanted to get into this personally to be a quote unquote, full-time influencer. I don't personally want every single post to be hashtag partner ad or um, paid partnership. Like that's just a personal preference for me. But I too, I do too also want to be rewarded by getting um, also compensated for a lot of what I do. Right. And that's just life. But at the same time, I think that like people just, you know, also should look at the fact that like, if we do a paid partnership, it's probably pretty like thought through and vetted out, right? Like we're not just going to do any random partnership under the sun. It has to fit under our brand because we are very committed to what we're building. I mean, you're not even just building, you know, your Instagram, you're building a podcast, you're building all these different things, right? Um, Mine is predominantly just Instagram and then the website that goes with it. And like, if I'm going to put something on there, I want to very confidently and comfortably tell somebody like I completely support it um, and I'm behind it. And I would absolutely, you know, recommend that somebody go there and yeah, sure. I was paid for it, but like, this is important for me to have a good foundation to explain to you as to why um, this is something that I'm, I'm behind I'm backing too. In this process, you kind of have to have a lot of self-assurance because in knowing what message you want to send to your followers and businesses that you feel like match your overall mantra, your message. It also takes a lot of personal reflecting of, okay, what do I stand for? What would I want to share with people? And it can be hard, especially when, and I imagine for you, this happens all the time with, you know, you have businesses reaching out to you and asking, Hey, can you post about me or whatever the transaction is or, or mm-hmm. agreements of anything. And it, you know, you're not just going to say yes to everything and not because right. it's, you're saying that some businesses don't deserve the spotlight, but you know, your page stands for something and you have to decide what actually fits my overall message and my goal as to why I'm doing this. And a lot more work than people realize. I think that's like the biggest misconception about all of this yeah. because not every post is compensated. You know, not every single post that I'm doing, I'm doing because I was given something for free. There are some businesses I just really love that I want to post about. And that's part of it. And yeah, it takes a lot of like self-reflection to say, okay, what, what is my goal? What, what are my goals and what am I trying to accomplish here? Yeah. And I mean, even if you're following some of the biggest influencers around the world, not every single post of theirs is um, something on trade or paid, right? Like we all have our lives that we might feel inclined, super inclined and excited to post like this amazing food dish that we had out with our friends or whatever. We've yeah, fully paid for it. And I do think that's where it gets kind of hard, right? Like to your point, you, of course I get tagged or um, tagged or DM'd all the time with something like, hey, we've got this event coming up. Would absolutely love for you to share it on your page. And I too wish I could do all of that stuff, but we also have relationships with so many different people that it could be unfair to someone who is giving you something or paying you. And so you have to take that into consideration and right. Like if I don't know anything about them, then of course I'm not going to be a hundred percent comfortable posting on them. And I'm a big, big person like you are on 
featuring <clears throat> my firsthand experience. And there are times where I can't do that because the event has never occurred, but I'm helping someone to promote the event. So I'll take whatever images and assets that they have, and then I will go to the event um, and then I'll post about it afterwards. But like, it's even hard for me to post something that I don't have my own firsthand images of because I feel like I can't tell someone like exactly what you can expect because of what I went through. And so that's very important to me to be able to speak to and say, yep, I've been to it. Here's exactly what you can expect, that kind of thing. Or, you know, people send me a DM about, uh, you know, I've got a girlfriend coming in town or we've got a bachelorette party or whatever. It's still even hard for me to say, hey, go here if I haven't been there because I get like anxiety about like, you know, sending someone somewhere that they might have a bad experience, you know, but like it, there's almost like this internal checklist for me clearly in response to the bucket list thing where I'm like, oh my gosh, like all these different places that I keep checking up. It's so fun to be able to say that I've experienced that and done that. And I want to keep going and going and going, but I'm, I'm just wired that way. You know, like you are too. A little bit harder when you have kids that start to get into like sports and everything, but we still make it work, which is crazy. People think we're crazy. So that's fine. <laughs> what are some places that are currently on like top three places on your bucket list that you have not yet been to in Kansas city? Oh my gosh. So again, that's, what's funny is that I feel like I should be able to say I've been everywhere. And I, I swear to you, every time I'm in a conversation with someone, I'm like, haven't made it there yet. You know, uh, we're going to dinner. We're going to Kansas city fashion week, Dan and I, um, next Friday, and we're going to go to dinner at the restaurant at 1900 before haven't been. So between the restaurant at 1900, at 1900 and then Le Fou Frog, haven't been there. These are like two amazing- My two favorite restaurants. Tables. I know, right? I mean, I was just talking to somebody um, the other day and they were like, I can't look at you the same that you've never been at Le Fou Frog. And I'm like, I know, like, this is embarrassing. Like, how has it not happened, right? I've been here for doing this for how long and I haven't made it there. So both of those are definitely on my list. I have a spreadsheet. I, I mean, I'm like the nerd that has the spreadsheet and the Google maps that has all the different places. Like I think it's Shinyu. It's uh, the new Korean restaurant by, you know, Sir Eats. Want to get there. Haven't gotten there yet. And, and I think usually it boils down to food. Like those are always things that kind of take priority. But yeah, those are a couple that are top of mind for sure. In the best way possible. It's so hard to keep up with everything. And for you, yeah. especially you said having kids and can mm -hmm. be involved in sports and activities, but it is like damn near impossible to try to like fit everything. in. I always say to myself like, okay, this Saturday, we don't have much going on and maybe I'll really get to explore. I'll take some content photos, go here, where, wherever. And then it's just like something comes up and I'm busy and I can only go to one of the five places I was hoping to go to, which I know for some people are going to hear that and be like, that sounds like a lot, but for someone who- right is an anti-homebody. Yep. I like want to be out of my house as much as possible. I want to wake up on a Saturday, yes. get ready, get dressed, and then go somewhere and not come home. I know. Until later in the day until I feel like I've fulfilled my experience momentum for the day. Yeah. And sometimes you just can't make that work. Well, and that's exactly how I am when we travel. Like we love to travel and I love a good beach vacation as much as the next one, but I'm like, after two hours of sitting at the beach, I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's go do an activity. Let's go walk into town. Like, what are we going to do? You know, we have to go find the things we have to do. Um, but even today I was catching up with, um, I think it was Casey today. So 
if you don't follow Casey today, big fan. They are, they're very comprehensive with like all of their news plus events, plus like openings, things like that. But they had posted something about, for those that don't know, there's a Ferris wheel that is being, you know, planned on being built and it is literally outside the window of where I work. And so we were talking about it at work today. I'm at 26th and Broadway and there is, I think it's called like Penway station or something like that. And there's all this stuff like a winery and a restaurant and a rooftop bar and a Ferris wheel. And I was like, oh my God, this is so much more than I even thought. Right. Like, and that's supposed to be happening in the next six months or a year. Then I read another story that was like, you know, there's that bridge that they're going to be building all of the like restaurants and bars into i'm sorry i'm drawing a blank on the name of the bridge that's a whole thing then they talked about zip lining happening from like there to the high v arena and i'm like what's that like this city is crazy right like there's so much going on that you can't keep up then there's casey current that's going to be opening up a year from now their stadium who knows what's gonna i don't know what's happening with arrowhead like all these things are going on that just when you think you might be catching up, you're like, oh my gosh, there's like a whole new category to put on your radar to explore the entire corridor of that place and that place, which is like, I like live for that. You know, it's so fun. It's so fun. The yeah. city is just crazy. From somewhere like Chicago, the city is like magnetic as we all know, but like to have perspective on it coming from a very big metro in the US like this is a game changer of a city of all the incredible things happening here and living here right now. It is like prime time. It's awesome. It's so fun. If there was anything you could change about Kansas city, what would that be? Besides the obvious. Okay. Two things. One, we can't have an ocean near us. We can't get like a giant lake. Like that is, that is literally impossible. So we're the landlocked city. Right. Um, but again, coming from a place where you could go walk along the lake, like that would be great if we could somehow make that happen. Okay, this is kind of random and specific, but thinking about it. Um, okay, so I am in the world of exploring experiences, activities, but I also have kids. I personally don't know of or um, really want an amazing outdoor miniature golf course. <laughs> so, you know, like for me growing up on Friday night, we would go to the golf, we would go to the putt-putt and you had like the giant windmill and you had the dinosaur and you'd have like all this stuff. I don't think we have that here. We've got some indoor places being built. We've got some like ancillary golf things going on. And I'm like, where is this really fun putt putt place that like you could go for a date night or you could have the kids or um, something came up about go-karts. Do we have anywhere you can do go-karts around here? So I know this is very random and I'm like, these are fun things that I don't think we have. And I really want someone to build them here. So your unexpected answer of the day. I love how specific it was. Very. <laughs> well, because I'm like, our food scene is great. Sports, we're killing it. We're doing all these things. Like our art scene is great. And these are, they just happen to come up top of mind where I'm like, that would be fun. I need that. And all the expansion downtown and everything going on. I feel like some of that should be part of the plan, especially with, yeah. and I know this is a controversial opinion, but I am so excited that Royal Stadium, Kauffman Stadium will be moving downtown. I think it's 100%. a fabulous idea. I know that people are really heated by it. I'm not even going to get into it because I feel like I could branch about it, but I yeah. think it's going to be mm -hmm. really amazing for Kansas City and to build up the area around the ballpark like so many cities have. Wrigleyville and there's Ballpark Village, all these yeah. big cities and all these metropolitan areas have that. And it's really great. Go-karts or any sort. I feel like, I don't know. I just picture 
other areas similar and I'm like yeah there's always like fun games because people will take their kids like before games or drink or whatever and it's like a fun activity to do so I feel like that should be incorporated in the Kauffman Stadium expansion (laughs) well yeah and back to like what I wish would be here it's it's funny to think about things that are already in the works like oh I wish we would have more things down by you know, the river that could be fun. Well, there's like a bridge in the works, right? Like they're putting stuff in there and, you know, Casey current stadium is opening up and people will be around there. So like, we just had, or this whole Ferris wheel thing we just talked about, there's so much being built. And I think we're so fortunate, you know, it's, I'm almost hard pressed to be like, gosh, you know, Kansas city doesn't have that, but I don't know, maybe I'll think about it. Maybe it's just the optimist in me. I'm like, we have an incredible city. Like this is really it's really incredible, like how much we have at our fingertips, you know, so it's fun. And with your optimism and positivity of the city, I think that's why your account is so fun. As a friend and follower, I love seeing where you go around Kansas City because, you know, obviously we go to some events at the same time or similar events but there are still things you'll post about and I'm like where in the heck did she find this place like what where are you and I I just love seeing I love that you take your girls with you uh, a lot of the time and that they get to be part of Mm -hmm. the exploring I was actually thinking about this at I don't remember exactly what event it was but I remember you were there and and I think you were there with with your girls and I think it's really really cool for your daughters to get to be part of your experience in Kansas City because they will also grow up with like an appreciation of oh my gosh we get to do all these things and we have seen the city and watched it grow as opposed to yeah someone like me who's from here and went to KU and and ended up moving back I really had to like redo my mental perspective on Kansas City and it wasn't that easy five years ago Mm-hmm. to like walk out and be like I love this city the city is amazing yeah. and now people can really do that because so many amazing things have happened but I just think it's really awesome to get to watch your girls like kind of experience that and just that they will have the ability to say that they got to experience all these cool things firsthand starting at a young age Yeah. Well, I mean, I appreciate that. And it means a lot too, because it it is very intentional. You know, I want them, we can't always hop on a plane and go to a different country and go try different foods and speak different languages and meet different people and hear their story. That's just not realistic for the majority, us included. And so I think it's really fun to be able to take them to um, all these different places where we just like you, like you always incorporate talking to the owner who comes over and, oh, how'd you come up with the name? Where are you from? Where, how did this come to be? Um, family recipes, whatever the case may be. Like, I want them to learn about the world through Kansas City because they can. Like, there's so many different pockets and neighborhoods and cuisines and amazing, like, entrepreneurs behind these small businesses that I think that they don't even know yet that they're kind of being infiltrated with this like really fun motivation and inspiration of like um them finding what they're passionate about and making it happen you know they can learn so much here through people here it's just it's fun like we do live in the johnson county bubble we moved into the johnson county bubble and we you know we see it every day with people and 
I actually am like, I can't believe you haven't gotten down to the West side to try this or over to truce to try that bakery or whatever. Like, it's just, it's very fulfilling no matter who you are. Any listener who is not already following you, which they obviously should be, where can they follow you on Instagram and your website as well? Yep. So on Instagram, it is Kansas City Bucket List. It is all spelled out. And then my website is the same. And um, the website is predominantly the place where I house city guides and travel guides. So I do a city guide for international cuisines like we were just talking about. I do a girls weekend, a guys weekend, brunch, Bloody Marys, elevated places to go. So like, I love creating a city guide and I continue, I plan to continue to create more of those, but that's really what you would use the website for. And then yeah, Instagram, just find me there. That's, that's where I'm at. I've heard your story before, but I always love hearing it again, just because it's just a nice refresher of like why we're all doing this Mm -hmm. and what's fun about hosting and getting out there and finding new places. So it's always fun to get to experience those things together. Well, and I'm so lucky that we became friends and I've gotten to know Dan and that we get to overlap and um, do so many fun things together. So make sure you're following Casey by Sari, although you probably are because you're listening to this, but really we get to have such organic conversations about this world and which is so fun because you, like I said before, you don't get to have that luxury with everybody who really understands the ins and the outs of it. So it's awesome. I always recommend you to people too, when they're looking for people, I'm like, you got to reach out to Sari. She's just as passionate about Casey and the lifestyle here as I am. So you can find all of Mindy's social media in the show notes. Be sure to follow her to see where she's going and what awesome experience she is highlighting next. If you're a fan of the show, please take a few quick minutes to rate, review, and subscribe. I would greatly appreciate it. See you next week. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Kansas City's best. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential.